The Chattanooga Drive-In Show is presented by Quality Tire Pros on Cherokee Boulevard, the highest quality tires for all makes and models of vehicles, and the best service in town. Chattanooga Drive-In Show, welcome to Thursday, a dry enough Thursday as far as precipitation goes. The ground under our feet is sop, just sopping wet. It could not absorb one more raindrop, and guess what? It has a whole bunch more raindrops coming at it, so those of you who dealt with flooding on Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, which was most of the Tennessee Valley, I actually stopped and got a photograph of one young, unwise and unlucky lady, a young woman who decided to take her little sedan through a raging river yeah. that had uh, been <laughs> Covered created. Covered half of her car. I posted I, I, that. I just, I'm, I'm stunned that people would actually put their car in drive and move into that water. Uh, but, you know, we know it happens all the time. Tennessee River Valley going to get another round of soaking rains. And I mean, I mean, you know, when, when the grain sat, you know, ground saturated, it's saturated. Mm-hmm. And the wintertime... You don't have as much heat to evaporate anything. I mean, we lose a lot of groundwater and what could be flood water through evaporation in the summertime. You just don't have it in the winter, even though it's, you know, warmish for this time of year. Yeah. It's just, mm, it could it could be a nasty, nasty beginning to the weekend. So be careful out there, please. Thank you to Quality Tire Pros for being our presenting sponsors here at the Chattanooga Drive-In Show. My name is Jeff Stiles. We've got Jen Lambert and Russell Stroud and Brian Stone all in here, the whole crew. Um, I want to say also, again, special thanks to Cadis for joining us as an advertiser and a sponsor. And we will give special love to them in a little bit, probably early next week, get a, one of the folks from over there, a spokespeople. They have to be very careful about who speaks for the organization because, mm-hmm. remember, 12-step uh, organizations are not supposed to promote uh so this is really a uh, kind of a whole new field Why for a that? lot of these people it's actually part of the uh it's part of the yeah it's anonymity traditions. it's part no. of the anonymity thing and and there's literally there is one of the traditions is we should always remain anonymous in the mediums of 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 radio television print magazines and I've broken that from day one. It yeah. seems counterintuitive, you know? though. It seems dumb as hell. Let's right? Just be, it's, it's, I, I, I don't get it. I don't, I don't I mean, even why? like it. The nature of it is... It's dumb. A, why are you doing that? Attraction rather than promotion. And I can tell you There's why. addicts all over the place. I know, but I can tell you, I tell you why. Because if you think... Well, think think of my, you know, rather spectacular, you know, falling off the wagon, you know, a while back. And we had other co-workers who used to brag about being sober for four or five months and then would suddenly be right back to where they started again, that doesn't look good for the program. It makes the program looks like it look looks like it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And the program works. It's just the people that don't work it correctly. Like, mm-hmm. you know, all of us flawed human beings. I that, get that, that that's, but that's, I still that's don't what understand. it is. I don't like it. I've yeah. never liked it. I, I, Promote it you're there. People might not know that their well, help is there. That's exactly that'll be the first question I ask when we get the individual from Cadis in here, whoever they actually send over. It'll probably be Knox Farmer. Uh, the largest. Way to break the anonymity, John. Largest. Well, he runs the department. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he runs. He'll be he's in charge. He's posting all sorts of stuff. He'll yeah. be in charge. No, I mean, yeah. seriously. I mean, no, every, it's every, wonderful. Everybody knows Boomer Brown, and I used to try to get him to come on. He wanted to, but I mean, they the the, the board would not let him do it because it it violated that principle. Wow. And I mean, anytime you see a big star, 
get out there on the thin limb and say, I've been sober for five months or a year and everything like that. We applaud them. Mm -hmm. But then when they drink again, like Robin Williams, like Matt Damon, like, you know, so many others, uh, and it just, it just kind of just makes it, well, why would I want to try that if it didn't work for them? You know, Mm -hmm. they're big celebrities. They got all the tools in the world. Um, Largest war in Europe since 1939. That's what we're looking at. We're looking dead down the barrel of it, uh, not as much as the Ukraine is. Um, let's go ahead and, 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 and we'll just run through a couple of things real fast here, and then we'll get to the headlines fairly quickly today. Um, the flooding is something you're going to be dealing with. Mm-hmm. As far as I could tell, I believe yesterday the only schools that were unaffected were Hamilton County schools, I think maybe Whitfield. Everybody else was either closed or running way late yeah. because the routes were all flooded out. And, uh, you know, it's just it's just a big, fat mess. Uh, we'll be talking about the new police chief here very, very shortly. And I do have a couple of little tidbits from social media. And you guys know I don't use social media, so it's things that people sent me mm-hmm. that have to do with the hiring of the new police chief. And, and most of them, I guess, if they felt invigorated enough to go to social media as usual it was negative <laughs> uh it was something it was something negative so I haven't the woman seen anything negative she's already well but there's trust me there's plenty out there uh, we just just uh, think about where we live i haven't well, been sure. on facebook yeah. in a couple of months yeah uh but a whole lot of i'm excited she's here well let me tell you there's more people not on truth social than there are not on Facebook right now. That's something I want to get to, too. You talked about your difficulty getting on. There's a reason for that. The waiting list uh, is some half a million long why? right now. Uh, because they, they are very carefully vetting the people that can get on there, and you would actually have to sign off on the rules of engagement, which is you cannot make fun of or criticize the creator of right. the app, okay. uh, and that's that would that's be the only reason that I would join it. Kind of a kind of a deal killer for a lot of people. We'll get to that in just a little bit as well. Um, everybody is continuing their, um, I, I guess you s- would kind of sort of call it the night watch for Shannon Fuller. That's what it would have been called back in the day where I was when I was young and coming up, and uh, people still in mourning and actively telling their stories about Shannon Fuller and. Mayor Tim Kelly sent out a very heartfelt message, yes, a beautiful, beautiful message mm-hmm. uh, yesterday. Very and nice. uh, there are numerous people trying to figure out a way to set up a uh, an actual memorial uh, for her. Think about it. If you died today, is there anybody out there thinking, we need to make a memorial to them? Probably yeah. not. Uh, for those of us in this room, I could be wrong. Uh, but, I mean, that that's a, that's a pretty special person right there. There's very no doubt about so. it. And we're going to miss her. And uh, Barry Quarter and I were laughing at some of the stories that came in from people. <laughs> oh, my God. I I was going to end a, into a meeting at noon yesterday, and I had to stop of advising in my eyes because they were so red, not from crying, but from laughing, <laughs> just from laughing <laughs> at some of the tales that people had to tell of this very larger-than-life character. So we'll miss you, Shannon. All right, we'll go ahead and get started right now. Uh, the beginning part of the show, the upfront wrap-up, which is coming up in just a second, brought to you by People's Home Equity. If you're in the housing market you need to get pre-approved that's the main message that they're going to send you so call them at 591-9801 them being bruce dodd trevor glass chatmortgage.com two t's 
And Russell Stroud has your first look at headlines. All right. Well, McMinn County Schools were closed and Grundy County Schools were placed on a delay. Hamilton County Schools, as you said, were largely unaffected because of the heavy rain and flooding that happened yesterday morning. Nearly 20 roadways, I counted them, nearly 20 roadways in Hamilton County were closed down with multiple people getting stuck in floodwaters requiring a tow. As usual, several people were spotted going around the roadblocks and were immediately stuck. Signal Mountain Boulevard was a particular hazard with rocks and debris strewn across the roadway, not just water. The W Road miraculously remained open for most of the day. Weird. An 80-year-old man who was at the center of a silver alert Tuesday, was reportedly found dead by searchers. 80-year-old Roger Allen of Nashville reportedly left a home in Mount Juliet in his vehicle to head home. He never arrived at his home. His family reported him missing, and after a brief search, his vehicle was found. Mr. Allen reportedly no longer alive. The cause of death still being investigated. It was not stated with a manner of death being suspected. And uh, I don't have a script for this one, but it did pop up a couple of seconds ago, so I want to share it with you. Um, if you have students who went to UTK, there was a story a little while ago about uh, somebody who was driving around with a pellet gun and shooting people with it. Uh, well, good news, those three individuals have been arrested. Um, they're between the ages of 18 and 20 and all face uh, misdemeanor assault charges. That's real mature. That's a deadly weapon. A yeah. pellet gun can kill you as quick as a 22 can. Well, yeah. And lastly, uh, Hamilton County School Board Committee to Investigate Potentially Obscene Books held its second meeting. The uh, committee is headed, of course, by Rhonda Thurman and has members from every district in the system. At the most recent meeting, they asked community members, teachers, and librarians to come forward with suggestions about how to handle potentially questionable books in the school library. This time, they actually had some names of books that they've been looking at in particular. Uh, Handmaid's Tale is one, uh, The Hate You Give, and On the Come Up by Angie Thomas. Uh, all apparently for various questionable things. I've not read any of them, so I don't know. And uh, the hate you give for alleged anti-police messages. The committee will meet again in March for more discussion. And now from a committee of his own, just one person. It's it's just Dave Hooker. Depending on who you ask, I'm not qualified to give you my thoughts on the upcoming matter. Dave Hooker off the hook sports. Why? Because I'm white. So I'm going to give you my opinion anyway, although some might think, eh, what does Dave know? He's a middle-aged white guy. It's understandable. And I'll take that because I'm about to be an elderly white guy. <laughs> but the question has been raised, why did Michigan coach Jawan Howard actually get suspended for the remainder of the regular season when Wisconsin head coach Greg Gard, who called a late timeout, which really rifled Michigan's feathers because they were getting throttled. Why didn't Gard get suspended? He didn't throw the punch. That's not what happened. And I don't care if Gard's white or Jawan Howard happens to be African-American. It really doesn't matter. Somebody threw an open-handed slap punch thingy. Was it fireable? No. Should he have been suspended for the rest of the regular season? Absolutely. We could have gone further than that. But listen, Greg Gard was fined by the Big Ten for unsportsmanlike conduct for the late timeout that he took to kind of rub Michigan's nose in it. But ultimately, he didn't throw a punch. I mean, that's a totally different level. Perhaps he, you know, Stop Jawan Howard and the, during the handshake that now may be removed from all of sports and, and said something that was off-putting. But ultimately, he didn't throw a punch. I don't care who's white and who's black. 
it seems to be a black and white issue. Am I missing something? But again, I'm not qualified to give my opinion on this matter. Dave Hooker, off the hook sports. It looked look like this. You brute, you yeah. brute, you brute, you brute. Zool- you Zoolander brute. comes to mind. You brute, you brute. <laughs> no, it really wasn't. It, 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 it was open-handed. It had a whole lot of force behind it. Um, okay. Hey, this is the Upfront Wrap-Up. This is the part of this show, Chattanooga Drive-In Show, where we try to give you as many credible, legitimate, viable, and operative news items as we possibly can in a very short amount of time. And it's an absolute guarantee you can take the two and a half hours of local news you get at night at TV stations and add up all the headlines, and we will triple or quadruple that number of pieces of information in this very short period. So... Uh, it's kind of rapid fire, so try to keep up. Before we get into the heavy stuff, I'm going to talk about two other passings in the world of music. And Brian, I'm going to just I'm going to I'm going to take a gamble and say you probably were at least a casual fan of Queens of the Stone Age, or have been still. Yes, are. yes. Their original singer, uh, Mark Lanigan, was the same guy. Lanigan, I should say. Lanigan. Screaming trees. Screaming yes. trees. He died yesterday. Uh, oh, he sure was did. 57. Yeah, 57. I didn't know he was, first of all I didn't know he was ever associated with Queens of the Stone Age. And, and the, second of all I didn't first, know he was dead. Their first album his the the big song off the first album which came out in 2000 was actually called The Feel Good Hit of the Summer and it was not a feel good hit. It was a song about drugs and self-destruction and it was basically autobiographical. But I mean in 92 I Nearly Lost You by Screaming Trees was a huge hit and they played everywhere i mm-hmm. saw them multiple times and he died very young and there were there were substances involved and it's it's sad and this one really breaks my heart uh not only was i a fan of prokul harum which is the way they wanted you to say it but nobody did prokul harum uh the the band that produced robin trower as a guitarist but the keyboardist and lead vocalist for whiter shade of pale and it was my dad's favorite song uh, and Conquistador and Salty Dog, Gary Brooker died yesterday uh, at the age of 76. Now, he, he lived a very, very good life, a very full life, and uh, the band was at the top of their game for about a decade, and they headed, you know, festivals over the Grateful Dead and Jefferson Airplane and all the rest of those guys out there, and they just had a very symphonic sound. As a matter of fact, go back and listen to Whiter Shade of Pale and even you know, take away the psychedelic lyrics about the ceiling flying away and everything like that. And it's essentially a Bach tune. Mm-hmm. It really is. It's based on the, the 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 work of, you know, Johann Sebastian Bach. So two passings there. Let's go ahead and talk about the war. Uh, we you, you know we're going to get there. We have the mother of all sanctions going into effect even as we speak. It's not just Vladimir Putin. It's all of the, the members of the... Uh, the Duma, 351 of them, and the various oligarchies that exist all across the former Soviet Union, they're all being targeted with mm-hmm. economic sanctions. And, of course, we all know the pipeline's been shut down by the Germans. But um, as as of Tuesday afternoon, President Biden and Vice President Harris said the invasion has begun, so therefore there's no use in holding back, back on the sanctions you know, it's it's here, it's now, it, it is a hot war. They're firing. As a matter of fact, that's my question for you, Russell, to start with here. We, we've we talked about the, the, the regions that are, at, you know, in play. Mm-hmm. And 
My thought, which I shared with you yesterday, is that maybe Putin just wants to push the boundaries of those now independent countries as he sees them, uh, Donetsk and Luhansk, you know, to the boundaries that they want them to have, and then he could save face and pull back. And you've pointed out, of course, that he's got troops poised at other parts of the country. There's no reason for them to be there if they're not going to take the Ukraine as a whole. Right. Um, so to put things into perspective, the two self-proclaimed independent republics are on the far eastern side of the country. So let's put them into American terms. Imagine it's like Georgia and South Carolina. Yeah, that'd be okay. perfect. So then uh, say another country wants to take Georgia and South Carolina, but for some reason they have a whole lot of troops stationed in, uh, say, the uh, British Columbia. That doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. So that's a long trek. That's a long trek, and that's that's essentially what's happening with, uh, with and in the Gulf of Mexico. Right. That's essentially what's happening with the Russian troops right now. So they're wanting to take the equivalent of Georgia and South Carolina, but they have a whole bunch of troops on uh, the border of California, and it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Uh, and those troops are, uh, like we pointed out a couple of days ago, are Chechens mostly, uh, and they're stationed in Belarus. Uh, their entry point will be headed towards Lviv, which is where the president is supposedly is right now or has been advised to go. Zelensky, I'm talking about. Are they, have they actually used, because there is a lot of debate about this because they're going to be awfully hard to detect mm -hmm. until they go off. And if they go off, we're going to have to figure out where they came from. Have they actually used hypersonic missiles at this point? Not that we've seen, and um, frankly, it would be sort of a waste at this stage of the conflict because this is a... Probably at every stage of this conflict, at every stage unless of this we conflict. engage. Right, unless you have a greater force involved. So this is what you would call a uh, kind of a near-peer war, which is to say they have similar equipment but not the same. Russia's equipment is a little bit better technologically than Ukraine's equipment. But Ukraine's equipment is similar enough to Russia's equipment that they can hold their own, especially when it comes to infantry, because the equipment their infantry are using are almost identical to what the equipment the Russian infantry are using. So your average foot soldier is holding the same rifle, same body armor, same helmet, etc. The tanks, the armored vehicles are close enough to the same to be equal. Uh, the air power is not the same. The Russians do have a vast superiority when it comes to air power and Navy, of course. Uh, but also on a technological level, the Russians have cyber capabilities that the Ukrainians don't have. So that's why we would call it a near-peer uh, warfare. Now, if we're at a stage where NATO gets involved, now we're talking about close-peer warfare, and that's where the Russians would want to use all of their advantages. I can't imagine they have thousands of hypersonic missiles ready to go right now, so they're going to want to use those very strategically. Has anybody paid attention to the... Uh, uh, this gets into entertainment news to a huge degree because mm -hmm. we're talking about Tucker Carlson, who is wildly entertaining in his massive ignorance and uh, self-centeredness, and uh, Stephen Colbert. Colbert just ripped him up the middle with logic and truth and facts the other day. So Tucker Carlson has become the leading spokesperson for Vladimir Putin in the West. He literally, he has, he has said everything except he's our ally. Uh, you know, his statement the other day, well, Vladimir Putin's never done anything to me. He's never tried to get me fired for something I said on the air. <laughs> my okay. God. Oh, my goodness. This, are you not an American citizen? Are, are, I mean, is that really what motivates every opinion that you have on the air is how it affects you personally and your income? I think, I think it is. 
I, I, he has been an apologist from day one, and it's gotten to the point where it's beginning to sound damn near like treason to me, and I'm not joking. Treasonous behavior. Well, we're not in a state of war, so it, it couldn't be. Mm. If we were in a state of war, a declared war, then maybe it could be seen as seditious, but we're not, so it's not. Uh, just for the record, I don't like either one. I don't like Colbert, Jeez, and I don't like Carlson. I, I love Colbert. I think they're boring, and I think that they're entertainers. I they just, the fact that Carlson's ratings are as high as they are, and people take him seriously, and so they're hearing this, and it's beginning to make sense to them that Russia is not the enemy. It just it, Biden is the enemy, no matter what the topic is, and Vladimir Putin is just fine and dandy because he didn't do anything to me. Yeah, I think when the images, God Almighty, I think when the images start to come out of uh, beheaded Ukrainians, people will change their tune. Hopefully so. Well, I hope hopefully we don't, that never don't have the images. Uh, the Pentagon has okayed the National Guard unarmed to appear in force in D.C. because guess what's ha- guess where guess what you got coming towards you, District <laughs> the, of Columbia? The trucker convoy. Here comes a little convoy <laughs> trucking through the night. Convoy. And they're coming in strong and hot. And so they're, they're sending him in unarmed. But, I mean, a National Guardsman standing in front of a truck probably will stop the truck from moving forward. Well, I, 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 I like... Most of the people in this room have actually come face to face with the National Guard before, uh, mm-hmm. during a protest even, and um, they were unarmed. They did not have rifles. They did have sticks, yeah, and batons, batons. And while it was slightly threatening, um, I could have very easily had more than a stick and would have, sure. you know, it would have been over. I, 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 truckers, as a general rule, are going to have a natural, probably knee-jerk respect for a uniform more so than most people. Probably. And I, I think that will, prob- that, that, that will probably help. I don't see D.C. being shut down the way that the, you know, the single bridge was you know, from Ottawa. Yeah, I don't see this being a huge issue. I think that they're, uh, I mean, considering the protests that we've had in the past to considering the lack of response there was on Jan 6, uh, I think it makes sense to have some show of force of some kind. Okay, welcome to our new police chief, Celeste Murphy from the Atlanta Police Department. She yeah. has served there for over 20 years. She served in multiple departments. That was a negative in some people's minds. They, they felt like that was instability, but she, of course, and, and apparently Mayor Tim Kelly and everybody that approved it, it was unanimous approval, too, mm-hmm. uh, on the chief. The first female chief we've ever had, mm-hmm. clearly the first black female chief we've ever had. Um, and I will share with you in just a second some of the social media comments that were being made right off the bat, but there's no doubt she has more than enough experience. No, she's uh, got, she, I think, 25 she, years of law enforcement leadership experience. The DA in Gwinnett County came up to basically help celebrate her selection. And here's a prosecutor who's also a black woman who was raised in Chattanooga mm-hmm. and said that she's been watching the rise of Chattanooga, the phoenix-like rise from the ashes, and is very proud of her hometown and says, this is something that will help you guys so much when it comes to marketing yourself outside of this region um you know because it 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 just says diversity there's no pretend diversity there it is and um you know i mean the chief she's not going to be out there it's not like tv she's not going to be out there like mcmillan and wife you know (laughs) you know where the da's fighting crime on the streets with his woman you know i mean she and that that she she's she's an administrator right she sits behind a desk and calls the shots and occasionally answers questions of the press it's yeah and uh, it's it's going to be interesting how much money does she make 
good question. I don't 100, know. 165k a year. Wow. Not, not a bad. not not a not a bad salary, but boy, what a headache that job would be. Let me go ahead and just shoot a couple of these little reactions. And I don't think anything here is going to surprise you. I've several people sent these said, "Have you seen social media?" Of course, I had not, and and never do unless somebody you know actually collates it and curates it and sends it to me. Uh, was the selection based on qualifications or gender discrimination? Oh, Let's open records those review packets to review the candidate qualifications. Can we let it let it go? Was really? anyone surprised what happened to the, all the local qualified folks? Oh, I forgot. The mayor is just following Biden's lead. All right. How was her performance when she was overseeing the divisions assigned to her? A legitimate question. Apparently, she was terrible, comes the answer. Um, from the search I've done, she was moved around from division to division because of her performance. But, of course, it ended up making her resume look great. Okay. Wow. Another outside pick. Now, this is a legitimate complaint. I mean, people who who feel that inside candidates, local candidates, get glossed over because we can say we did a global search for the best candidate and came up with somebody from you know Poughkeepsie, you know that <laughs> yeah. that's that's there there that is a legitimate complaint. But I was it, surprised at that too because I I was almost certain the local candidate I, was a lot. I said yesterday. I mean, in yesterday's show, if you go back and listen to it, I said I will be shocked if it's not the it's not Glenn Scruggs. Yeah, uh, and, and, and he's, again more uh, than qualified. Yeah. Promoting from within should have been the choice. Two of the assistant chiefs that were considered have an outstanding record, not to mention that they currently live and work in the city. This one says pretty much the same thing. Anybody remember Jimmy Dodson? Why was it necessary to go outside of the department? The APD's history sucks. Talking about the Atlanta Police Department's history. That's also true. What a slap in the face to not pick within the CPD. Come on now. Many locally have hoped to hold the position. Department should have been the one to hire. They would know up close who was qualified. This might actually be a great call, given that she isn't from Chattanooga. That's how I feel. Um, yeah, I was going to say, so she's not part of the good old boy network. Right. Sure. Big city politics won't solve Chattanooga's problems, but hey, this kind of decision will increase property values in the surrounding areas. That's a bit paranoid, uh, I think. And let's see, one final one here. Can she kneel with protesters without help getting up? <laughs> oh, what Jeez. a jerk. Wow. Um, and then somebody responds, there's no way, trust me, if she gets caught kneeling with protesters, she'll help empty out the rest of the department that the current administration has left. So, yeah. A lo- a I mean, lot, you're just, you're just lying subjects. around with dogs if you want to go down those threads yeah, and read all that. But the, the it's a small-minded, dullard uh, overall view to believe inside any size of a company that promoting from within is a necessity it's that i've yeah. been here longer than you it doesn't matter how long you've been here jackass yeah it's who's best for this job and and i i, I deal with that in the kind of blue collar world i live in hey, hey, who they who they hire that person i've been here for 15 years hey you, yeah, and you've been dragging us down the whole time let me tell you, let me do say that seniority is maybe one of the worst reasons to the, ever pick somebody one of the worst reasons. because there's the peter principle involved if they've been mm-hmm. in that position forever that's because they couldn't advance. Right. They're stuck at their level of, of incompetence. That's I, what the Peter Principle is. So yeah. You rise to the level of your incompetence where you can't continue to do the job better and advance, and that's where you stay, where you're incompetent. That was the Peter Principle. I will say, though, I if that's the worst we've got, that's not that bad. I mean, no, no, no. The no, worst right. comment was about kneeling, and that's like, yeah. whatever. Yeah. No, it, if it, you went it, digging more, you'd find Oh, more. it'll get worse. It, it'll I get think worse. It'll, it'll be nice to have a fresh perspective. Somebody knew. The hate crimes, of course, now assure two of the Brunswick three 
I'll go ahead and dub them that if nobody else has at this point. Um, we're not going to see the light of the day. Now all three of them, you will, they will be in the deepest, darkest dungeon that they have available in the state of Georgia for the rest of their lives. They're well, not we gonna, already knew they're that. They're not going to get out anymore. Um, the... Uh, three Supreme Court justice candidates have all been interviewed by President Biden. I'm sure he has his mind made up. Uh, we'll find out who he's going to put in that position probably by this time tomorrow. He's I picking someone we'll from Canada out of here. Uh, who, who, but they can't get across the bridge. <laughs> They're still stuck in Ottawa. Um, the, with the, the copter crash. We, copters are falling out of the skies mm-hmm. like yellow-headed blackbirds in Mexico. Yeah, so there have been two. There's the one at the ski resort in Salt Lake City. Two! Two copters yeah, went two down at the there. ski resort in Snowmass. And then there's the one in Hawaii where some Navy servicemen were killed. I know. I, and, and how the two... Two copters went down in the same snowy field right next to the ski slopes in Snowmass. Nobody was hurt. I, I again, that's just that's just amazing to me. I think that they were screwing around. To be honest with you, I think playing a little grab ass, yeah, helicopter grab ass, probably not a good idea. I think they were being hot shots and they paid for it. All right, uh, very quickly, a little bit grab of a ass. regional uh, business news: uh, uh, the the fear of war generally drives some stocks up and it kills others. The local stocks have suffered very much. They've fared very poorly with mm-hmm. the paranoia that's out there, Mohawk being chief among them. If you'll ever notice the local stocks, whenever they're scrolling across the screen and you see them in print, they almost always lead with Mohawk shares down in North Georgia. Mm-hmm. And I think it's probably a pretty good indicator. Textile company, very blue collar. Everybody needs flooring. So, you know, are you going to spend the money on that right now with a threat of war coming and increased inflation in prices? Probably not. Uh, oil prices are looking at about $100 a barrel. $100 a barrel, that means, yeah, get, get ready at the pump. $350, I think, was the highest price we had in Chattanooga as of uh, this morning. The, all the mayoral candidates, the county mayoral candidates, of course, in the big uh, debate that they had, which apparently I, most everybody, I think a whole lot of people watched it. I know you guys did. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, I watched but, two-thirds of it last night, and it was as predictable as anything you could yeah. possibly imagine. <laughs> That's Poss- you could, you, you could, we could have sit here and just reenacted it without even heard it, hearing it. Yeah. Um, low energy, Matt. Uh, I love God, Sabrina, right. and professional politician say, Weston. Exactly. That's the one of the biggest <laughs> complaints exactly that right. I heard was it was a lot of God talk. Yes. It's kind of a given. I mean, I just if, yeah. and, and and they even the the moderator came under some fire for asking a question: Are you pro life? What possible possible connection to the county mayor's office? Is that question going to have? I always wonder that too. It's a national social issue, culture issue, and it's not going to ever come across his desk or her desk, you know, at any given point. It's not going to happen. So if I'd been moderator, I would not have asked that question, but they didn't ask me. I do think Sabrina actually gave a good response to that question. Which was? She was the only one who said, you know, there there are other options and there are things out there. Nobody else did. Um, well, they're dudes, but they're 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 also well, and it they're doesn't, both parents. Uh, it doesn't Dude. matter to education, education, education. Mayors. Everybody's leaning on it uh, mm-hmm. on education hard. Uh, U.S. Express has opened up what they call their Future Ready Institute, working with local institutions to get people prepared to get out of a two-year college 
and go into the trucking and logistics industry, mm-hmm. very much like Vocker did with Chat State. And this is the kind of thing that pretty much all of them are pushing. And Weston, I support them 100%. Weston in particular uh, yeah, is he pushing was all about that. that. Sabrina was on that a uh, little bit too. Little. Uh, Weston's in the back pocket a lot of these schools too. We got to remember that. Yeah, of course. The uh, last one I have here for the upfront wrap up is just the death of Paul Farmer. You probably never heard of him. 62 years old, just a little bit older than me and died in Rwanda. And this guy was an infectious disease specialist. And because he worked so much in Africa, his his interests did expand beyond the medical world. And he actually wrote a book called Fevers, Feuds, and Diamonds hmm. about blood diamonds in Africa. Yeah. Interesting. And, uh, and really how the health industry conflicts and you know collides with the diamond industry, which is about as dirty an industry. If, you know, when you go out and you go to Jared's because she said yes, you've, you've got blood on your hands. It's, it's almost Whoops. like buying Coke. I'm serious. I mean, it's, you can guarantee that somebody probably died a miserable death yeah. getting that sparkling rock to you. No, it's just like uh, uncut diamonds or uncut gems. Yeah, uh, cause was not announced, uh, but the death was confirmed by his partner. And uh, he started way back a long time ago working in some of the poorest parts of the nation, of the world, I should say. Peru was where he began. But very interesting fellow and a life well lived. Thank you very much. He studied Ebola in Detroit. Hmm? That was a joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Send him to Detroit. No, not Detroit. Everybody's got one. Everybody's got one. I do. You do. Most of them stink. I do the best I can to try to keep mine from doing that, but sometimes it just does. It's an easy one. Um, there's a little write-up in the Times Free Press, in the Wednesday Times Free Press, the front page of the region section, about a church group, uh, Kingdom Partners, and it's just, it's real simple. It just boils down to this. We see churches weighing in on mouse and what books are proper. I mean, I I could take it to the nth degree on the book thing. I mean, I'm kosher. I'm a vegan. Green eggs and ham offends me. (laughs) Green eggs and ham offends me. It really does, because I don't eat eggs and I don't eat ham. (laughs) And I don't even want to see it on a plate in, 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 a, in an illustrated form, because that's how kosher I am. So you you're know, saying you will not take it on a plate? I will not, not take I, it on a plane? I will not take it, Sam, I am. <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't like it, I don't give a damn. <laughs> um, but the, 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 the church, the church with, with quotation marks around it, sure. um, needs to cooperate within the boundaries of the church, in quotation marks, a little bit more often than they do. And this is a multi-pronged effort to mobilize houses of worship around Chattanooga. Charlotte McKee is somebody I would love to reach out to and uh, try to get her in here sometime. She's a member of the Kingdom Partners Board, and she cites Matthew 9.37, the biblical verse about praying to God to send laborers to help in the harvest. And she says the local youth are what need to be harvested right now by the churches in this area. And here's a quote. Our hope is to create mentoring opportunities for our youth by empowering churches to move into formal mentoring relationships in order that positive outcomes may be measured and achieved. And I have really thought about this in the past so many times. I mean, I did my share of coaching, you know, uh, football, baseball, even soccer, scout leader, and, and I did serve as a mentor in the church. I, you know, believe it or not, I actually was put in charge of a couple of Sunday school classes a few times. You know, and the kids liked me, 
Um, and and it was it was easy. That's an that's an easy gig. We're in styles look, class. Look, he says swear words. Looking for service work. Uh, but they're working with Big Brothers and Big Sisters and the City of Chattanooga Youth and Family Development and basically United Way and all the rest of them. And I just want to just give a big thumbs up. They're hoping to gather 300 mentors from 30 different churches by the end of the year. Hmm. So look into it. And that's pretty much all I got to say. Instead of them jumping in on some sort of big social issue and jumping up and down and saying, I'm more godly than you, I'm more Christian than you, I'm more right-wing than you, I'm more conservative than you, I'm more of a pillar of the community than you, uh, I think this is the kind of thing that you'd like to see the church do more often. And duh, duh. This is just right back to the mayoral debate. This is not my opinion. This is the editorial. Hey, I, like, I actually, for once, like Clay Bennett's cartoon. <laughs> yeah, mother Russia. <laughs> being the, the mother from Psycho. Yeah, mother Bates. Yeah, it was peeling back the shower curtain. <laughs> but, but mother, don't stab my eyes out. Um, the entire editorial uh, written undoubtedly by Pam Sohn or certainly overseen and, and edited by her uh, takes on the mayoral debate and... She focuses on, on the missing debate participant, Matt Adams, the Democrat. Yeah. Now, it was uh, the group that did it was a mostly Republican organization. I'm trying to come up with the actual, I can't think of the <coughs> name. Hamilton Flushing? What they call themselves? Hamilton something. Hamilton, Hamilton Forward. Hamilton the Flushing? Flourishing? Flourishing. Hamilton Flourishing. Flourishing. Yeah. Flushing. Flushing. Flushing doesn't sound Flourishing. like Flourishing. Yeah. Yeah. Hamilton Unless Flourishing. You're New York. I knew no, it was no, an F word. You're right. And, and, <laughs> Hamilton Foot. And, 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 and they have no problem with you saying a right-wing organization, Hamilton Flourishing. So, I mean, it was just Republicans, but she focuses in on Matt Adams and says that, you know, all three GOPers missed the bigger point. It's not about larger or smaller government or about God and certainly not about abortion or censorship in classrooms. It's about leadership. And then it goes over and talks to Matt and says, while much of Monday's GOP debate touched on education and public safety, we didn't see much about investment, Adams said, quote, and again, I personally believe in equitable investment. I think that has to be done. And he is not a fan of the transition of Erlanger to a nonprofit. He says that that will possibly hurt equity the sense where they won't be able to actually have input in the choosing of board members uh, from the county level. I'm not sure that that's the case. They might still have that. Uh, but, so, you know, what of all the faith, right to life, and censorship questions and answers that dominated Monday's debate, Adam saw them largely as culture war questions. I agree. As a lifelong and active member of his church, he says faith is important but shouldn't be the cornerstone of one's campaign. Yeah, so, but, yeah but it gets you elected. It does around that's, here. That's and true. It does, and it does in many, 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 you know, red states. And that is the duh category for today. Uh, I said not my opinion, but somebody else's. And I just, I, I, how can you disagree with that? I, ask him at the beginning. You believe in God? Yes, I do. Do you go to church? No, I don't. I don't think it's necessary. Cool. Let's move forward now. Let's talk about something that's going to actually come, you know, be be on your desk if you're the county mayor. Well, how about we address something that's not going to be in their campaign ad first and foremost? Yeah, anyway. exactly. It's about my family and your family and the other guy's family and families all over the place. The family of families that make up the family here in Hamilton County. It's <laughs> we're family oriented and family centric. <laughs> family, it is, and uh, families number one. What are you doing? And Jen, I normally look at you first. Yeah, these guys I, I never know, do and, anything. And I'm looking at the thing that I that I 
put on my list this here. This is the downtime of the year for me. I don't <laughs> do it's anything. Actually, it's true. I know. It you actually so. happened last night. I apologize. Um, the Black Crows have announced uh, the details of their 2022 summer tour dates, and they will continue to perform their debut album, Shake Your Money Maker, which I loved at the time. Sure. Um, in its entirety and assorted hits uh, at each stop, the run starts June 9th through August 27th. Tickets go on sale to the general public this Friday, the 25th, at 10 a.m., uh, and you can go to Ticketmaster to find those. And I'm sure that they'll be playing somewhere in our general Smashing vicinity. Pumpkins are back. If you, if you Smashing gave, Pumpkins, yes. If you gave me tickets, I'd go to that Crow show, but that's Rich and Chris Robinson and no other member. Is yeah, it, yeah. Wait, is it Smashing Pumpkins with Billy Corgan? Like, yes. Wow. Yeah, yeah. and, and uh, psychedelic, like psychedelic Furs are back together yeah. again. Richard Butler sounds exactly like he always did. A lot of bands are beginning to come back. Yeah. I didn't think Billy Corgan would ever get back with those guys. I know that Lyle Lovett will be in town uh, March, early March here as well huge so. fan always i love been. him i think he's great uh next month local business naughty cat cafe will celebrate its three-year anniversary since the cafe opened its doors in 2019 it's found rescue homes for 900 plus rescue cats and recently even became the highest rated cat cafe in the world a cat cafe That's here yeah yeah it's down at st elmo uh yep. yeah it is so you go the in. The attraction is that just there's cats everywhere. Yeah, you go in, you get a coffee or whatever, and you hang out with the cats. What if it bites me? Somehow they get a bunch of government money to keep that thing open. I, I don't know what this wonderful. story is. I think it's wonderful. I love is. it. I mean, I, I think it's fine, but they're not making money strictly on just sales government at the door. Government money? They're, no. That, that's a catastrophe. Right. <laughs> yeah, they're they're subsidized by some some. What category somebody. is it in? All right. Yeah, but what if it bites me, though? On February 25th, sue the hell out of them. <laughs> hey, all right. The Urban League of Greater Chattanooga is going to host a job hiring fair focused on the insurance and finance industry uh, in partnership with Unum and the Urban League. <clears throat> Excuse me. They'll also host a workshop on, well, again, sorry, yesterday <gasps> to help prepare job seekers for the interview process. So you're giving us something that happened yesterday? No. Okay. The preparation happened yesterday. Okay. The event is tomorrow okay i i trust you all of this is brought to you by the way from guardian investment advisors and i'm going today to go meet with gary thurman and have a conference call with somebody who might have some money for me and i need i if whenever there's money involved i have to have somebody hold my hand to cross the road <laughs> whenever there's and, numbers yeah involved, whenever there's numbers yeah. involved money numbers you know, you, in general it, i swear it goes exponentially right more you. complicated when you put a dollar sign in front of the number uh, 710 is their number, <laughs> 710-9199, and of course, Gary and Tide at Guardian Investment Advisors. They're just great guys, and they will help you with your personal investments. I got two. Uh, tonight, chili cook-off, going to be at the Chattanooga Brewing Company. Yes, I was the two-time Chattanooga Chili Champion. <laughs> I will always say it and remind people, the first two chili cook-offs that were had in this city, I won the first one and the second one. There were debates about it because Dr. B was still oh, I was alive. Say, you know how many people still think that's a, I know. a total sham? I know, I, but it, it's I won. Maybe and, not one, but two? Come Do on now. Dr. B, well, that was that was a complete farce. I mean, he even admitted it, and Christy Clark, who actually walked away that night with a ribbon, came back later on and said, 
I didn't even make this chili. I have no idea who did. And I remember just scraping grease off the top of Ew. it because he had already bribed everybody in there to you know throw their votes her way so I wouldn't win. But I won. I really like Christy Clark. Whatever, I did too. Whatever happened to her? Uh, she's still out there somewhere. I, I haven't talked to her in a while. Well, I, I'll call her today. I am one of the few people uh, who's had the privilege of having your chili, Thank Jeff. Thank you. And yeah, I me too. It was really good. It, it is, is really good. good. I, I just don't. I make it a couple of times a year. You're it's a, green. It's, it's very complicated. Forget the chili, though. Your greens. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. The greens Those are good. Thank Although you it reminds much. me of the first time that we ever like actually hung out, which was the up time, at the ramp. Yeah, when you invited everyone from the station <laughs> to go up to the ramp and hang out, <laughs> and you made the chili, and you had it in your little Mazda, and like the lid came <laughs> oh off, and you had chili all over your floor. Yeah. Oh my God. And well, do, par do, for the course. Well, do you do you you also understand this? That because I had chili all over the floor of the car, the dogs were happy. I did a very, very cursory <laughs> cleanup, and then parked that car for about two months oh, and never no. thought about it again. Oh no! And I had green Ew. living things, <laughs> tendrils of, of 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 what looked like seagrass. <laughs> They were waving oh, no. in the breeze when I opened so the door. Gross. They were six inches high, and it, it looked like an it looked like an alien invasion of some kind, some sort of extraterrestrial plant. Anyway, if you want to go down there, it's free admission. You can purchase a beverage to vote for the best chili. That's how they do it. You buy a I beer. Just- that's connected to the chili that you want to win. I just remember opening the door Pipes. to your car to help you with the chili, and it looked like Wilford Brimley oh, had been disemboweled on your floorboard. <laughs> and also, and this one's an important this, over in your neck of the woods, the Red okay. Bank Weed Wrangle mm-hmm. is going on on March 5th. And this is actually something that most people really do need to learn, and that's how to fight these these non-native uh, encroaching plants, these mm-hmm. invasive oh, plants. That Pri- kind of weed wrangle. Privet is the worst. Kudzu <laughs> is you know is in there as well and mm-hmm. there's only one way i can you don't have to go to the weed wrangle if you don't want to it's going to be the city hall on the fifth but you can find out more about all this stuff but it's really simple you cut it at the dirt level and when it springs up again you cut it again when it springs up again you cut it again don't let it become a huge big woody stemmed plant Why don't you just pull out the root because you can never get the tap root you can, mm-hmm. it, the tap root always remains and the smaller roots tear away and it looks like you got a root ball but the tap root's still in the ground and it sends up another tendril they it goes yep. incredibly deep Primitive so the, the only way you can really get rid of them and you don't want to use roundup on everything we use no. way too many pesticides and insecticides yeah, and herbicides and it will i mean if you walk through the weeds and then walk to your grass yeah. you'll see dead footprints of right. grass i mean it's horribly toxic and basically if you just cut off the food supply it can get all the moisture and the water it wants and nutrients from the soil but if it doesn't get any sunlight it's not going to stay alive and so you just cut off the sunlight by making sure it doesn't leaf. That's the only way you can get rid of it. it Here's something else. Here's something else about Roundup. When I lived in Australia, my grandmother always had a gardener come by and take care of her yard. Wow. And they would spray with Roundup and they would spray her house with pesticides. And she now has COPD from it. Everybody who lives in the state of Florida or southern Georgia, anywhere around the swamp, is familiar with this sound and it gets closer and closer and it's them spraying yeah 
pesticide into the it's air toxic poison. at the elementary school playgrounds and in your front yard and in everywhere where there's a basketball hoop. Chunk, 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 chunk. And I mean, you can smell it. It yeah. gets in your you eyes. You don't want your pets out it's there. It's just nasty. So and yeah. the DDT the stuff. Final one, and we'll take a quick break to give Quality Tire a shout out. But also, yesterday I mentioned the fact that I was going to go back and look up the black exploitation films. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. My wife was over there shaking her head <laughs> and just covering her hands. I said, it's, I'm allowed. I am allowed to watch Blackula if I want to. Sure, it's a good they movie. They made it for, for people to see. And it is today, today is the 50th anniversary of the first edition of Luke Cage, Power Hero. Oh, nice. Luke Cage was one of my favorites. It was was 1972, Luke Cage, Hero for Hire, the first black superhero that most of us knew about that starred in his own comic book. Black Panther appeared in 66 in Fantastic Four. There was actually an all-Negro comic uh, book collection in the 40s that didn't go anywhere mm-hmm. that had some superheroes. But Luke Cage was cool, man. He was he was neat. And, and they did a pretty good job the last time they went out uh, and, and did the TV show. They've tried several times, just like The Punisher. They've failed miserably at bringing that character to life. I thought the last Punisher was very, very good. With that actor who was the younger brother in the movie The Account, I can't think of his name right now. Oh, John Bernthal. And the uh, Luke Cage in this one is Mike Coulter, that huge hulking, yeah. uh, you know, African American actor that just looks the part. Well, so can't. I'm going to go out and I'm yeah. going to go to one of the comic stores by God I, and get me some Luke, some, some classic. I Luke cannot Cage. get into the Peacemaker. I I have tried. Well, it's over now. Over and over again. It's done. It, Too it, dumb. Is, it is. It is run. It's it's run its course. I've finished Ozark and I've finished Peacemaker. I'm ready for something else to ben john thank you very much i'm going to give it to you at quality tire pros we look forward to keeping you on the road in 2022 if your ride is running as rough as the past two years have been stop in today let us check it out for a quality ride and one you can count on we carry great tire brands like michelin no matter what you drive or where you've driven michelin has a tire to fit any need quality tire pros on cherokee boulevard the Pimp's Corner, Pimp Jen, Pimp Jen Lambert. She's the pimp because she sells our butts on the street every single day. And we are happy to service our sponsors as best we can. And this is her corner, and she keeps it clean. She keeps it swept. Don't encroach on it. <laughs> Don't encroach on it. All right. The, uh, the show that I'm going to recommend to you next yes. is a show called Severance. Oh, 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 oh. This is the guy that you can flip a switch when you leave your job, and it makes you completely forget your job. They yeah, basically yeah. they implant a chip into your brain which makes you forget your outside life, your personal life outside of work. So when you're on your own personal time, it's you don't remember become, it your becomes work. idyllic. Yeah. Well, it's not though. Oh, well, of course it's, it's not. It's sinister. How would they do a, how would they do a show sinister. if it was really idyllic? Anyway, I watched yeah. the first three episodes of it last really? night. It is that good. It's really good. That good. Okay. Um, it I've was seen good reviews. Directed on it. by Ben Stiller too. Really. Oh, so there's, there's comic relief. They, Christopher Walken's in it. Oh um, well, b- b- boom! Patricia Arquette then. is in. It? Oh my God! Well, I'm lined up. I that mean, guy from Saturday done. Night Live, whose name I can never that guy, remember. That guy from He's Saturday Night Live. Well, I'm in. <laughs> Keenan Thompson. <laughs> no. Chevy Chase. No. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Pe- Joe Piscopo. <laughs> no. Oh, anyway, Norm Macdonald. He's in. I it. recommend it. Unfortunately, it is on on Apple TV. 
No, I just pirate it. Like I got it. Person. Well, there I you go. It. All right, cool. I got it. Uh, I got it. I saw. I, I saw a story this morning on the Today Show, very briefly, as I was getting ready, and they did a segment about something called bossware. Have you heard of this, no. Russell? No. From Hugo Boss. Bossware is. I don't think that's the real term for it, but it's essentially spyware that if you work for a company with over 500 employees and they give you a laptop, a company oh, laptop, yeah. a company yeah. tablet, or even a phone, mm -hmm. even a watch or some form of, of fitness uh, you know, tracker, they can spy on you mm -hmm. if you're working from home. Yep. They can they can see your keystrokes. Mm -hmm. They can see whatever you, websites you're going to. They can even track your health, which is that's too much. That's, that's pretty wacky. Yeah, really invasive. Well, I'd rather them track my health than other things I was doing. Yeah, but what if you're out sick that day? If I'm out <laughs> sick, I'm really sick. I don't ever lie about it. Um, I don't either, but some people do. Anyway, well, there's that, a debate now. Is this a good thing? Else they spy on? Can't is they it spy a good thing or is it a bad thing? A bad thing. I think it's. I think it's. It, it'll lessen productivity actually because it makes people paranoid. It does. And honestly, there's always a way around it. it I mean, I know ways around it. I've used ways around it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Have y'all seen the new spots? The new commercials for. Uh, it's some sort of encrypted texting service. Which WhatsApp, one? I think. Oh, I think it's WhatsApp. WhatsApp. Yeah. Um, and and it's it's the guy that's, that's delivering new that's delivering mail. No, I'm saying, but the new well, com the, the, the commercial the, the commercials are new. the advertising is new. Thank you very much. Okay. What's, and the, and what's it your show, point? It shows the guy delivering mail and all the mails open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's got what you you know they're actors, but it appears to be they do a very good job of people's real reactions. Going, this stuff's all opened. You know. Yeah. This you've been yeah. looking at my this is a picture of me and my wife. What are you doing? It's a good yeah. spot. Yeah, yeah. It, it worked for me. It got my attention. Yeah, yep. but imagine the mailman is the government. Oh, wait, the mailman is the government. <laughs> government. <laughs> Mountain Dew has introduced alcoholic beverages. Oh, boy. Ew. Is that something that you guys well, Mountain Dew at is Miller twist. would it's distribute? It's moonshine. That's what Mountain Dew that means. That is so That's disgusting. True. <laughs> Mountain Dew is moonshine. Oh, That's man, it's it, not going to taste Yahoo, like Mountain Dew. it's Mountain Dew. It's not going to taste like Mountain Dew, likely, but, I mean, just about every beverage company is getting into making alcoholic beverages. It's sure. Yeah. Beer, huge, beer, is beer is dead. Huge write-up. Look at this. Big, huge write-up on Brewski right here. Yeah. We, we've malt? been talking about it forever. It's malt. I, I don't know how what you... What difference does it make? I don't know how you make this stuff. It's na <laughs> alcohol. nasty. It's I alcohol. thought you were in the beer business, Brian. It's, I, we, it's, we sell the beer. We don't make it. <laughs> uh, this is somewhat personal to me. I, I know that this is personal to a lot of women and men. Um, HBO has announced a premiere date for Phoenix Rising, which is a new documentary um, in which Evan Rachel Wood discusses the abuse allegations she made against Marilyn Manson. Oh, interesting. Brian Warner. Uh, the first part, subtitled Don't Fall, airs on Tuesday, March 15th at 9 p.m. The second part, called Stand Up, airs the following day at the same time. The film will be available to stream on HBO Max beginning March 15th, and... You know, as a woman or anyone who has had any form of abuse in their life, sexual, emotional, um, physical, whatever it may be, I don't know. This is this might be something to to look at. It kind of to me, it's like, man, our parents were right about Marilyn Manson the whole time, you know. Yeah. I was the parent. Yeah, you were, and the I parent. was right. Yes, I, 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 it, he he worried me. 
I dealt with it. I got over it. I figured it would not be any more effective in turning them to Satan as you know, ACDC was turning me to Satan. So, <laughs> well, uh, you know, move beyond, but he still just grosses me out just yeah, as a human being. To he, me, he's detestable. Yeah. In light of what's happening with, you know, all these stories with Ghislaine Maxwell and Jeffrey Epstein and Prince Andrew and, and all these stories that seem to be coming out now, this is perfect timing for it. So, if you're dating yeah. Marilyn Manson, you should expect well, things to point, happen. But the point is, she was a, a child. She was 17, I believe, mm -hmm. when she first started getting groomed by him. Were you an idiot when you were 17? I wasn't. I was. I wasn't. Yeah, well, I was. I well, we. All, I'm. I'm yeah, sorry, you were, but Jeff. you were Jeff. I mean, I'm an idiot now. I mean, I mean, I, mean, I, I don't think we I'm were any more idiotic now than I was at 17. at 17. I was an idiot last year. All right, not anymore. Anyway. There is a crisis hotline. Uh, the National Domestic Violence Hotline uh, is 1-800-799-SAFE. That's 7233. So I would right. encourage you to do that. And yeah. I do have one more. Okay. Uh, a student um, who took his roommate's leftover Chinese food out of the refrigerator and ate that um, is now having um, both legs and an arm amputated. Well, that's what you get for taking my Chinese. Not an arm, I'm sorry, fingers oh. amputated. Well, that's uh, a bit much. Because he developed uh, some time of some some type Botulism. of bacterial form of meningitis. Holy cow! Wait yeah. a minute, hang on, so before you hit that button, Brian, uh, this is as good a place to bring it up as any. I completely forgot about this. You'll have to do a search. It was three or four days ago. There was a an Asian restaurant, I want to say Chinese food, in L.A., and 80 people said that they were hospitalized or had to go to the E.R. for hallucinations yeah. and sickness, and it turned out that all of the food tested extremely high levels of THC. Oh, holy cow, you're THC. right. THC? Yeah. yeah, 30 yeah. people. It was THC. They were tripping. The people were tripping balls. Las Vegas, Secret of Siam. Las Vegas, there you go. Tyquism. That's it, that's it. The wow. Secret of Siam. Yeah, Las Vegas uh, Metro Whatever. I beat you, Brian. Whatever the secret ingredient was in their, you know, Ho Chi Minh chicken yeah. uh, did not sit well. I mean, because people were sitting at work and are suddenly they're dosed, you yeah. know? And so, I mean, and if people have never been high or suddenly high, oh, gosh. they're going to think they're having an, a stroke or a heart attack. Um, this, uh, let's see, uh, on Wednesday, the police were seen carrying out items in brown paper bags. This happens How after happen? uh, claims are made on the Nextdoor social media site that some people who ate the food from the restaurant over the weekend claimed the food was laced with CHC, the main psychoactive blah, 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 and cannabis. According to the uh, police department, the restaurant will not be permitted to reopen without approval from them and other agencies. They have to test all the foods and see if they get high I guess. well it also comes down to how they you know where do you store your leftovers do you put them back in the refrigerator or, did or you, you leave don't it out, leave yeah. it out yeah yeah um, rice in particular i hate to break it to and you but chicken right yeah exactly right rice and chicken in particular if left out are a breeding ground for bacteria because rice has all that surface area and right. all those nutrients for bacteria to grow on this from dr stroud <laughs> <laughs> Did I tell you? I um, <laughs> I address all my packages. I regularly send packages to Pittsburgh, and I put my name on them all as Dr. Russell Stroud, and I found these stickers. The post office gives them out. You can just get them from the post office. It says cremated remains, and I put them on all the packages. 
So we ought to use that. We you ought to use that horrible. at the next charrette that they have at River City, where you take your sticky note and put it on the thing you like. You ought to yeah, use yeah. the cre- cre- cremated remains sticker. Exactly. That way they know exactly who said they support this idea. Hey, real, re- real quick. We give them out for free. Before you give your sponsorship for the muscle flex, sure. Russell the Love Muscle gets his to flex his uh, uh, self here because uh, Jen gets her corner, and i got plenty of stuff, and Brian's got stuff he wants. It. Uh, real quick, Guardian Investment Advisors having a webinar tomorrow, Friday the 25th, 10 a.m., and it is about the volatility um, dealing with the inflation and war rumors and things of this nature and taxes in general since we're in tax season. So go ahead and hook up with them. Guardian Investment Advisors, 10 o'clock tomorrow, a big webinar. I just got that. So there you go. Thank awesome. you. Awesome. All right. Well, uh, before we talk about war and death and destruction, let's talk about something a little bit more pleasant. Uh, Jason Armstrong, the owner of American Exotic Guitars, is not only a very pleasant person, he also makes really good guitars, so I hear. Uh, true definition of local artist, musician, and craftsman, American Exotic Guitars provides the highest end in quality, handcrafted and completely custom-made instruments. These stunning guitars uh, feature premium components with a solid body construction using both traditional tone woods and what they call American Exotics. That's where the you know company gets the name, American Exotic guitars, such as Osage Orange, Acacia Koa, Black Walnut, Honey Locust, Sassafras, and Persimmon Woods. Uh, American Exotic Guitars believes that the comfort and beauty of their instruments are inextricably entwined. The guitars look, perform, and feel amazing to play. You can find them online at AmericanExoticGuitars.com on Facebook and Instagram, or you can reach Jason directly at AmericanExoticGuitars at gmail.com. How much easier could it be? So not a whole lot to talk about, honestly, uh, that we haven't covered yesterday. So if you want to know what's happening now, um, go back to about 45 minutes into yesterday's show and hit play because <laughs> nothing's changed. <laughs> Nothing's really changed. There's been a couple of things, though, um, that have just popped up within the last hour or so. Uh, the country of Ukraine, of course, we all know we're, we're now bigly embroiled in this. And I would like to pat myself on the back for, for just a moment, if I will. Um, we've been talking about this crisis as it's been developing since pretty much anybody in any media ever. Since we were at the station together. Since we were at the station together. We've been talking about the Ukraine crisis. And I said, this is going to be a big deal. And y'all said, oh, it's just Russell being dumb. Well, I wasn't this time. I was right. Uh, Ukraine has declared a state of emergency uh, just in the last couple of days. This should come as no surprise to anyone whatsoever. Uh, Ukraine's national security level is now uh, one step below martial law. They're calling up conscripts. Uh, I've gotten several uh, messages from people who follow these things who've told me that their contacts who are in Ukraine have told them, so this is like third-hand information, but I, I, I know it's solid, uh, that they have been called up for active duty. They're reservists. Uh, one guy uh, in particular said that he was uh, just about to move in with his uh, with his wife, his newly married wife, and he got called up for active duty to be sent to the border region. So they're very serious about this. Um, we talked about over text, Jeff and I and the rest of the gang as well, about what P- Putin's potential goals may be. So to put things into perspective, let's use that South Carolina-Georgia analogy again. Imagine if uh, the rebels held only up to, let's say, uh, from the Florida line to Atlanta. 
and only about half of Atlanta. But they claim the rest of Georgia up to Ringgold, right? Sure. That's a lot more territory than what they actually have. It's also where the natural resources are. Exactly. It's also where the natural resources are, and it adds legitimacy to have the entirety of the unit that you would call the state. That's the situation that the Russian-backed rebels find themselves in now. And we can drop all the pretenses now. They're not Russian-backed rebels. They're Russians. They're Russians. Yeah. They called them little green men before as sort of a joke because they were obviously Russian soldiers who had removed all of their insignia and were fighting for the DPR or the LPR, LHR. It's it's just ridiculous. Uh, they're obviously Russian soldiers. They're not Russian-backed rebels. They are Russians. But I digress. Uh, the situation, of course, in Ukraine continues to devolve. Uh, as it is right now, the fighting has hit a bit of a lull. We've not seen much more progress than a bunch of Russian troops moving into the DPR and the LPR. Um, past that, we've not seen a whole lot. We've seen uh, the Russian, or sorry, the, the Ukrainian President Zelensky ordering, or I guess forcefully requesting all Ukrainians who are in Russia to come back to Ukraine because it's no longer safe for them to be in Russia. There have been talks about potential sabotage. There have been talks about Russian troops uh, moving to vital infrastructure within those two breakaway states. The Ukrainians doing the same thing. Uh, of course, we've heard about the mass sanctions, which strangely don't seem to have hindered the Russians very much at all. And keep in mind, we talked a little bit about how it seems like it would be a smart move, I mean, as smart as things could be at this point, for Putin to take those disputed territories and then get out of there and save face and say, we've done our job, we've saved these Russian speakers, and now we can say that we're peacekeepers. The problem with that is two things. Number one, the narrative the Russian media is spinning right now, and make no mistake, we talk about Fox News, haha, being an arm of the Republican Party. It's nothing compared to Russian state media and how Not it's sure. an arm of the Russian government. Russian media right now uh, is uh, pushing the narrative that pretty much all of Ukraine's territory, except for a very small sliver in central Ukraine, is illegitimate because it was gifted to uh, Ukrainian uh, commissars, czars, uh, over the years by uh, Tsar Nicholas, by Lenin, by Stalin, up to the present day uh, by Khrushchev. Uh, saying that Ukraine is essentially uh, not a legitimate country because it's a construct of the Soviet era. Um, that's the narrative they're spinning. So if that's the narrative they're spinning, they're setting it up so that they can say none of Ukraine is legitimate and all of it is up for grabs. And Ukraine has natural resources. It has petroleum. It has natural gas. Those are two things that are becoming, A, more and more scarce, if you believe some of the climate scientists, and more and more expensive. So, yeah, uh, they have no reason to back out. And there's also the thing we talked about before where they have all those troops in Belarus. All borders are made up. Right. Just like the, the, right. The, just like the wonderful quote from Thor in the Endgame with the Avengers when he runs into the Guardians of the Galaxy and the little raccoon, Rocket, says that's a made-up word. And Thor goes, all words are made up. And <laughs> yeah. all boundaries are made up. Yeah. And it is, it's just how far back do they go? Exactly. Uh, you know. it's, it's, it's just like every other dispute that's ever happened in the history of humanity. Don't think that we're in our, any better or worse than our ancestors. We are exactly the same. Mountains looking at each other is the storytelling segment of the Chattanooga Drive-In Show. Thank you very much for tuning in today. And mountains looking at each other, one of the many names that Chattanooga has in its history and all the various made-up boundaries that we've had, you know, since back in the very beginning, the dawn of time and humanity's attention to time. Uh, brought to you by RC2 Realty Solutions. Robin Ring, Robin with a Y, just like Styles with a Y, will help you sell, renovate, buy, invest, mainly 
focuses on distressed property. So if you have a piece of property that has just really kind of fallen, gone to seed, as they say, and you really would like to get out from under because you don't want to take on the, all the work, she will hook you up. She will fix it up so then you can resell it or use it, or she'll just take it off your hands, and then she will deal with it, and you don't have to worry about it anymore. So get in touch with her at rc2realtysolutions.com. And this will be one more story. Uh, the Yesterday's Times Free Press was filled with various people's stories about Shannon. And I was saying the uh, day before yesterday, we were talking. I said the stories that I could tell about Dixie, which I can't. I can't. Uh, not until the statute of limitations completely wears off on some of them. <laughs> Back when he was traveling with Alabama. And I'm going to tell one just brief one because this one. He first started dating Shannon, and I remember him talking about how she fit into this one particular scenario. And I just, just let me say this, and I, I, I know all the guys from Alabama not as well, obviously, as Dixie did, who traveled with him. I mean, that's how he got his name, Dixie. He was Joe Fuller until Teddy Cook of Alabama named him Dixie one day. He was a drum tech. But, I mean, I Randy Owen was sitting next to me at a, a gathering here in town. Uh, we do it every year called the VRW, Veterans of Radio Wars, and people from media show up. And I go every once in a while. Randy was just extremely talkative that day. And he was telling stories about Dixie, and he mentioned when Dixie first started dating Shannon, they used to go down and stay at his farm a lot. He had a prize Herefords. I mean, really high-end, high-priced cattle. This was his hobby and a side business for him. I mean, he's an Alabama boy. He's in the Fort Payne, right? Mm -hmm. But don't get it confused, y'all. Alabama was not a bunch of clean-cut country boys waving the red, white, and blue out there for conservative ideals because they were in the country. They were rock stars. They were rock stars, and they lived like rock stars. There were groupies. There were drugs. They did the whole, you know, Bacchanalia thing as much as Motley Crue did when they wanted to, okay? <laughs> and uh, one day, uh, Dixie's down there with his new girlfriend and a couple of other people, and they're staying at the house, and it was his job to feed this one particular prize heifer, and he just didn't feel like going and actually getting the tractor and getting a hay bale, so he took a huge bale of sensimilia that was in the hayloft. Oh, a huge bale of high grade. Then since Amelia was new, I mean, it was Christmas tree bud. That's what everybody called it because it smelled like Christmas trees. And he just threw it to the cow. Oh, the my cow goodness. ate it, and the cow went away. <laughs> the cow went away for about three weeks. <laughs> Unfortunately, so did about three quarters of its weight. Oh, no. It had the worst case of diarrhea a cow has ever lived through. And so a $25,000 heifer got so stoned on a bale of sensimilia that it crapped itself into oblivion and That's looked sad. like an Ethiopian cow with a living skeleton <laughs> and, and never, ever regained its weight or just... its value. It was put out to pasture where it lived a natural <laughs> life, but it was always a little dumber than the rest of the cows. It was a little slower on the pickup when they That's told horrible. cow jokes. For the price of just a hot dog a day, you too can help an emaciated there was, cow. There was an agreement among the whole group. This is a good idea. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to go mess How many bales with, had you consumed? Bale of hay. Foop. And, and, and he comes and goes, what happened to my heifer? And, and How many said, thousands of dollars was that worth? 25,000. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, 
That's good stuff. Oh, you should hear the rest of them. Thank you so much. Uh, Tennessee American Water Company providing quality water to the Chattanooga community since 1887. At the end of every pipe, they know that you or another family is counting on them to provide clean, safe, reliable drinking water for your health and comfort each day and bathing and all the rest of the stuff. Thank you, Tennessee American Water Company. Uh, Here's the, again, ahead of the game always. Here's the community news from the Times Free Press front page. Worries swirl around key riverfront land parcel. Oh, wow. And we delved into that that. two days ago. Uh, fourth paragraph starts quoting Ron Har, and he's the one that they quote all throughout. And we had Ron in here, of course. Can you go back? You can go back and listen to any of these shows anytime you want to. You can. They're all archived, right? Yep, they are. Uh, see, real state by state, uh, regional roundup, Alabama, Montgomery state is now eligible for up to a hundred thousand dollars annually in federal money to fight invasive aquatic species. Oh, like the uh, carp. Uh, yeah, Those damn carp. <laughs> Not the Asian carp, but and the- plants <laughs> as well. And and that's I don't I, I just don't I think that's a losing battle but we ought to do whatever we can do. And, what are we and supposed to call them now? Asian carp. Really? We're, I thought there was in, like some in, other invasive name. carp. You know, it, it, they you'll you'll know them when they jump up out of the water and smack you in the head. Yeah, they taste good though. Uh, state senators on Tuesday in Georgia passed a bill to codify parental rights in K through 12 schools. Despite Democrats in the legislature fearing schools could be paralyzed by burdensome demands. There's a, a feature in the paper about a Georgia teacher who is currently in the middle of a curriculum-approved book and play, the famous Raisin in the Sun by August Wilson. And the teacher said, but it's really not about black and white. It's just about a young man's struggles in the time when black and white issues were prevalent Mm -hmm. and it's it's a personal story of struggle and redemption and victory over long odds and there's no reason not to teach it but she's scared to death that somebody's going to take her to court which is the way the law reads yeah isn't that idiotic this is what i said yesterday this is where the word nazi applies when you start turning citizens against each other based on your ideology and political leanings and suddenly your fellow citizen and neighbor becomes the enemy. That's true Nazism right there, uh, at least at its very basic element of, of, you know, stoking fear and paranoia. North Carolina, Raleigh, North Carolina State University Board of Trustees has decided to remove the word Dixie, and it says from its alma mater. The alma mater is huh? the school you went to. Yeah. What they mean, of course, is the alma mater song. Oh, the song okay. they were they were removing the word Dixie from the song that they sing. But why? Uh, because of, of you know why. Well, yeah, but don't I mean, have to tell you. It's that's just stupid. Confederate connotation. But it refers to a, I know. Whatever, hey, man. I remember when the oldies station that was over there under the same roof as the the station across the river that nobody listens to anymore. And Brian and I were there. They had to take the Elvis American trilogy out of their playlist because of Dixie. Elvis Presley's American Trilogy, one of the greatest pieces of music ever recorded by the king. And because it ends in Dixie, Abraham Lincoln's favorite song, by the way. Dixie is not a controversial, well, it shouldn't uh, be anyway. Lawmakers representing the city of Nashville proposing that the state study the cost and feasibility of an Amtrak rail line connecting Chattanooga, Knoxville, Nashville, and Memphis. I believe it when I see it. Yay. Yeah, I believe it when I see it too. I don't. I, I, oh, we've yeah. talked about it. <laughs> not I, gonna happen. 
I would love to see that happen. That I'm would be fantastic. It. I think that would be fantastic. This is actually a uh, one of the measures of uh, Pete Buttigieg, who's been really pushing that hard. Yeah. And while I've been critical of his other moves, I think this is a good. Wouldn't one. it be cool to just go to you know Blues at at, at Beale Street and just jump on the, the oh, train it'd be, it'd and be go? Very cool. But how long will we talked about this from Atlanta yeah. to to uh, high speed to Chattanooga? That right. would would that Maglevs. would logistically uh, landscape wise make more sense than right. going through it, the hills of it Tennessee. Also would yeah. Fire up the airport like nobody's business yeah they'd have to make a tunnel and that would be oh my yeah. gosh back nightmare. to greenville north carolina real quick members of three american indian tribes came to the city last week to celebrate the launch of a community reading program that focuses on the writing of joy harjo the nation's first native american poet laureate and one more trip down to georgia a foundation named for john lewis u.s representative of course civil rights pioneer mm-hmm. has been established to further his work the john and lillian miles lewis foundation was launched on Monday, and that would have been his 82nd birthday had he still been with us. And it's about amplifying the voices of rising generations, and I think that's a wonderful thing for them to do in honor of Congressman Lewis. There's a, uh, sorry, there's a uh, John Lewis, I think, Parkway on 75 South, or 185, whatever. Absolutely. Um, Top of the Pops today, brought to you by the Sports Barn. Since 1979, they've been getting people in shape, keeping people in shape. Uh, whipping them into shape when they need to be or just allowing them to just be leisurely and do whatever they want to do inside the faculties and uh, the facilities down there. And if you just want to go do a steam and a sauna, relax, just read a paper, take a shower, it's there for you. And the sports bar is a very comfortable place, and they do not put any pressure on you. But if you want to get bulked up, you can get bulked up. If you want to get ripped, you can get ripped, all right? Um, The dip is coming. The dip uh, we've talked about this, Brian. I know you jumped in on this pretty big a couple of uh, weeks ago. There's going to be a very visible bubble that is going to be lower than the rest of the, the, the sea level of our American youth because of COVID over the last two years. Mm-hmm. And the schools have been irreparably harmed. And the students have been irreparably harmed. And they did not learn as much over the last couple of years as they could have. And that is going to be around until they actually graduate and move on. Now, individual students will be able to make up that time and that, you know, space and learn whatever they want to learn, just like it was when we were in school. I mean, you know, a kid didn't have to have a good teacher to be good at a subject if he wanted to be good at that subject. I mean, kids can self-motivate, but they don't generally. You know, uh, you know at, at what point does a kid really start thinking about, I've got to get into college or I've got to get a job. Really start thinking about it and thinking about it seriously. 10th grade? Yeah, halfway to high school. Too late. Too late to make up everything you didn't learn the last decade. You didn't learn the last several years because we were, you know, ripped. And I'm just looking here. This is a federal survey of public and private schools in all 50 states. And they said so many schools were shuttered. Uh, So socioeconomic trends, 58% of private school principals said all their students had home internet. How about that? Uh, 4% of public school principals said the same. Wow. What? Wow. How does that work? Uh, that's. I'm just reading this to you. 
58% of private schools said all their students had home internet. All of them. Well, yeah. Only 4% of public school principals could say the same. That makes no sense, private, like statistically. Private school teachers interacted with their students live more than public school teachers. According to the report, 61% said they had real-time interactions with more than three-quarters of their students in 2020 compared with 32% of public school I teachers. I believe it. So I believe many of those numbers, Watch. a few of them no, head scratchers. I don't, I don't, know, no sense. I don't know what to call it other than a dip. In the, 2016, 82% of American households, according to census.gov, had a subscription to the Internet. So I call BS on that one. I'm just yeah, giving that, you the results of the federal study. But, I mean, the dip is there. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, I mean, dispute I that. The, the, the numbers can be debated. Yeah, I don't need any polling to understand, to know that's the case. I just, um, my own eyes and ears can figure that one out. Well, I mean, we know kids are stupid. Um, <laughs> Every single one of them. <laughs> yep. Um, um, the international mantra of the eternally confused. Um, and this one's, you're not going to like it, Jen. Go ahead and turn Jen's mic off. Um, <laughs> the new movie, Dog. With Channing Tatum. You gotta be a Channing Tatum fan. You're a woman, right? I'm really not. Really? I, I don't like him at all. Oh, I really? love really? Channing Tatum. I, 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 I think he's I think he, he seems everything I've seen him in he's been good. Nah. I've, I've never seen him. And he does uh, play against type. I don't know who he, he very he's often. He's not my favorite. Uh his his new movie is he directs it and he is an army ranger who has his own problems with PTSD and he gets a service dog mm. named Lulu, okay. who is what I, I, the, the German shepherd looking dogs. What yeah. are they called? Bel- Belg- Belgian Manoise? They're called Malinois. Malinois? I thought they're Malinois. Malinois. I they're called I German think. Shepherds. Well, that's what it is. I think you're right. <laughs> Belgian Malinois. It looks like Mal- a German Malinois. Shepherd. All right. Yeah. This is actually his story, and it's based on a true story about his dog, who was named Lulu, and it was a pit bull Catahoula mix. And of course, Ari Whoa. is a Catahoula, mm-hmm. yeah. and, uh, and I am very well aware of how vicious those dogs are can be when they want to be uh-huh. and we all know what a pit bull can do well, Catahoula is where my people are from but, but yeah exactly they they they, they diff- your people are the ones that, that created the breed to be bear hunting dogs mm-hmm. but basically we're talking about the trouble with filming this movie and they they capture it and it's part of the movie and it's done in comic scene sense and mm-hmm. form when the dog goes after other animals including chickens and he turns around and goes, did you get those chickens? And he's got feathers all over his mouth and everything <laughs> like that. And so animal rights people are up in arms over it because it's depicting this dog eating chickens. But dogs do, do. And he's what going, that's what would they do. do. Yeah. That's yeah. what they do. He, go, he goes, literally, he goes, my dog, the Catahoula, was born to hunt. Since I lived in the city, I didn't really get to exercise that part of her instinct, so she would murder anything that came around. I wouldn't hate that movie. I don't you know. know I, uh, yeah. It said if it wasn't yeah. a dog or a horse, he would try to murder it. She would. Yeah. Lulu. And I'm just saying, there you go. Uh, that's th- Dogs will be dogs. You can't stop them from being dogs. A cat's going to kill a bird. A cat's going to kill a mouse. Yep. A dog's going to kill a cat more often than not. And if you can keep them in the same house, you've done a pretty good job. So there you go. Thank you. I've done a very good job. Thank you. (laughs) Appreciate you guys listening. Thank you for listening and continuing to spread the word. We're doing it extremely well. I'm going to be addressing the Chamber of Commerce on Friday the 4th Mm -hmm. of March and uh, pitching the show to very important people. It was a very nice write-up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah, was. yeah. Did was, you write that? No. Oh wow, they wrote that. Somebody did. Wow. Okay. I, yeah. They didn't I use just, any bad words or anything. I just, but Jeff is okay in my book. That's what I put for my bio. All right, you guys. Thank you for listening. Keep on listening. We'll be here tomorrow. Chattanooga Driving Show.